Got room in your podcast roster for six codependent alcoholic dipshits? Then check out Adventurers Anonymous, the home of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry. Listen in as the cast navigates all manner of tomfoolery, horseplay, and hijinks, loosely bound by the rules of D&D. So grab yourself a drink, pull up your comfiest chair, and treat your ears to even more actual play shenanigans. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Adventurers Anonymous. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to You Wanna Do What? The podcast where Dungeons and Dragons sometimes happens. I am your Dungeon Master, DM Doug, and tonight we are joined by Bramble, Cheech, Flambe, Mad Maven, Mog, and Bickle Jr., a little bit of Marigold, although what she's done to Flambe is TBD. First, we want to send some love to the guys at Primus Sherpins Dust for giving me the tools I'll be using to torture my players tonight. Also, for the broken few, uh, those amazing people over at uh, Space Busker 2061, Fate Earth, The Hired Swords, Adventure, a D&D podcast. I just found out recently they uh, they stopped. Oh, such a good story. I miss Hedley. Hedley, little pain. Uh, dead series. Can't wait for the next season. Dungeon Calling. Uh, Gamma Radio, Tales of the Stinky Dragon. Don't forget Adventurers Anonymous. You're going to hear us on a bunch of other podcasts for, for our advertisement. And last but not least, do not forget to go listen to us on YouTube through the Real Fresh channel and find us on Spotify. Give us some stars. Give us some likes. Give us some one stars. Whatever. Oh, I don't care. Stars. I'm going to take some stars. I'm going to use those stars. All right, so we're going to be rejoining everybody um, as uh, the night has worn on. All of the dwarves, save for Bickle Jr., have managed to find their way into various quarters and have uh, gone to their respective places of sleep. However, Welby, you notice, has fallen asleep in front of the fire. Bickle Jr. has fallen asleep, literally on the ground with a mug of empty ale in hand. Cheech, where do you want to wake up? Oh, uh, let's see. Cheech will wake up over here. All right. And in what condition does Cheech want to awake? Um, slightly tired from studying last night, but pretty rested. Right. Just gonna adjust the volume a little bit here. All right. So oh, you awake well rested to find a, a fire that has gone out and a completely empty bowl of what was once baby sheep stew. The last of it found in a bowl lying next to the dwarf named Welby. Mog, how do you wake? Mog's been reading a book most of the night, so, so he hasn't really you gone to bed. Sitting by the dwindling fire, reading by light? Yes. Well, occasionally taking a puff of a cigar. Keeping an eye out. I like it. Then give me two things, my friend. First, make a constitution saving throw to see how well you're able to stay awake throughout the night without stopping. And depending on how that rolls goes, I might get you to make a second roll. All right, I'm gonna. 
is Mog, a marathon leader. about that role. Mog. Hello? About that constitution saving throw? Oh, my thing crashed there for a moment. Let's use some dice, man. All right. Constitution saving throw. That's 1d20 plus 1. The thing I have inspiration, and I will use my bardic inspiration as well. Well, I believe that's 1d10, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct, DM. So I'm going to use that uh, inspiration there. I suggest you do a that one. That was his inspiration. <laughs> yeah, so with a total of 10. Wait, no, this only... is. Okay, 16. Okay, okay. Taking only a single point of exhaustion, you managed to stay up late by sheer willpower, tobacco, and some uh, 21. whiskey that's... Huh? 21. Very well. And some whiskey that you had saved for a bit of a special occasion, but this'll do. You stay awake. Yeah, that'll keep not you awake. taking more than one point of exhaustion. So at this point, you have disadvantage on ability checks. Um, now, at this time... Bramble and uh, their lovely wife, I believe, would be waking up next, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, Bramble, how would you like to wake up next to your wife, or would you like to sleep in? Well, that's going to depend. If I wake up now, how tired am I going to be? <laughs> um... If you wake up now, you will basically have a half a point of exhaustion. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. If it's only half a point, Bramble's, Bramble's usually an early well, riser. there's no such thing as half a point. I was just thinking, um... <laughs> I was trying to be clever. You'll take a point of exhaustion if you wake up now. Uh, uh Bramble's all cozy. You need two more hours. Uh, Bramble's, technically speaking, Bramble's... you need two more hours to have a long rest. Bramble's gonna cozy into their uh, partner's arms and continue to sleep because cozy is cozy. Very well. Malambe! I am going to send you a series of messages. <laughs> Sorry, Malambe, you're pregnant. Would they be in, uh, in character chat?
I never like those one billion stars in the lifetime. It always makes me noisy. <laughs> it means you suck, suck. Thankfully, in my soundproof tent, I can hear. So, um, Flambe, that was how your evening was. Oh, no. uh, if you wake up, you will also suffer a point of exhaustion. You can choose to sleep the additional two hours if you like. Yeah, he'll just uh, continue to cuddle up with his lovely wife. You do so. And as you cuddle up with her... Um, you hear her whisper something in your ear. Not now, honey. I'm too fucked to drunk. <laughs> Don't worry. We're still sleeping. Go back to bed. She goes, she whispers at you. You're sleeping. I'm just picturing nasty things in my mind with my eyes closed. What makes you think I'm not? <laughs> she shoves you away and continues snoring. <laughs> Rejected in like the best way possible. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like we both want to sleep anyway. Whatever. All right. So, as Cheech, you notice that the little girl, Glavilla, the daughter of the foreman and his wife, has come out and sits on a stump, playing with a little piece of wood in the shape of a doll carved into a bear. Bickle mm. Jr. sits up, rubs the old beard off of his feather beard, looks at Cheech and goes, So I bet you're wondering about the beard. Uh, no, hadn't thought of it. Why? Good. I didn't want to tell you anyway. <laughs> and he starts to drink even more. Cheech uh, wants to watch the little girl a little bit. You see as the little girl hops down, plays with the bear, and then she uh, runs back into the house, into the tent, brings out more, and starts having like a little animal parade on the stump, and just enjoys her day. You see her mother, Yanta, come out shortly after by her father, Dagril. He's limping, and she's got a big-ass smirk on her face. <laughs> and then we know um, the top. I'm going to uh, start to craft something. You do so. As Yanta looks at her husband and says, Don't sleep on my sledgehammer, and you won't get a dead leg. And then she winks at him and walks away. She checks his head. And uh, that's going to be a deception check to see if he she's convinced you at all. Uh, perception, alrighty. That's a nat two. Uh, no, so as long as I'm, you don't roll a one. Clueless. Uh, I rolled a five. Oh. You both are like, yeah, we both know what's going on, but whatever. We're too tired for this. As yeah, you see, Yanta right. starts to, uh, to, uh, to look at the pile of sticks that her daughter has gotten and, uh, and tells her she's done a really good job collecting them. 
She starts to throw the last of the sticks into the fire and then picks up an unbreakable axe. Walks off saying, I know it's the day off, but shit needs to get done. And starts to chop wood, clearing a little bit of the way as she goes. What do you guys want to do? I'm still reading that book that I need to get read. All right. Uh, give me a D or no, sorry, two D one hundreds, my friend. You are eighty nine percent complete the book. In about twenty or thirty minutes, you'll have completely digested the book. However. You're basically at the end and have to go reread some sections to make sure you understand. You're at that part, yeah? So I got 20 minutes left. I can do this. Well, let's say about a half hour for the sake of argument. I got a half hour left. Let's do this. So with a half hour left, you begin to look through the sections of the book that you dog-eared to look back at in the beginning. Bickle Jr. looks at the, uh, the the bucket of what was, or the, uh, the cauldron of what was stew, and thinks to himself, Mmm, tasty baby sheep. What is Mad Maven doing? Yeah, Mad Maven's still in bed, uh, cuddling her uh, stuffed teddy flump thing. And in doing so, you find that it gives you very pleasant dreams. Aww. You awake in a short while, well-rested, and because none of you bothered to notice the charm on the bear until now, you also have a plus one to your next charisma check. Ooh, that's nice. Uh, this is a this teddy bear, because no one bothered to check into it, is called the Teddy Bear of Luck. Every day it gives you a random plus one to something. And, and our plus one today is what? Uh, her plus one today is charisma. I don't think it's uh, what the You have to sleep with it as a teddy bear in order to take advantage of its uh, magical charm. Ah. Which is perfect, because that's what I did. Exactly. And because you didn't do a check on it beforehand, though, I just kind of had to give it to you. Hey, I'm cool with that. Oh, yeah, you're always cool with me giving you magical stuff, you jerks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, half an hour goes by. Mog, you see Yanta come back making several trips and breaking very large chunks of wood with her. And then taking out a hatchet, handing it to her daughter and asking her to cut it into strips. She then spends the next ten minutes or so. Why is someone moving Yanta? Yeah, like oh, my Yanta. Sorry, my mouse was misbehaving. <laughs> As Mad Maven comes to. You come out and see the little girl stripping pieces of wood, making kindling out of the larger pieces. Mog, you have digested your book. Cheech, make a tinker check. 
With advantage, my friend. Uh, well, how much advantage? Roll two d20s and take the higher number, good friend. Okay, that's a 16 and a 13. So I'll take the 16. Very well. With a 16, what was it you were trying to make? I was trying to make a little doll for Glovia. Glovilla. Uh, so with a 16, you managed to make, I would say, an acceptable doll. What kind did you make? Oh, a little dwarven doll. So you hand Glovilla the little dwarven doll. No, I don't. She is no, no oh, I don't. Okay. Okay. I go over to her mother and say, uh -huh. would you give this to your daughter, please? A little gift from me. She picks up the wooden doll. She turns it over in her hand. You see a, a tear comes to her eye of appreciation. And she pulls out a silver coin and says, I meant to give you this for all the help you've been giving us. Just as a little thank you. It's um, it's all I have on me. Uh, lady, your thanks is all I need. Thank you. And I just walk away. You do so. And you notice that Yanta, she turns the doll around in their hand a couple times and watches on proudly as her daughter's back is still to her. She can see her daughter's grinning ear to ear as... I'm going to make a perception check as Glavilla. Fifteen. She's heard the entire conversation, but is diligently stripping the wood down to the last little piece and piling it before coming over to her mother and pointing out a splinter in her finger. The mother pulls the splinter and places the doll, points to Cheech as she runs up and gives you an almost overpowering dwarven hug on your small gnomish frame. Oh. Oh, child, strength thank check. you. She got a nine on the strength check. So she gives you what would be for a kid, a hard hug. But not like a hard, like I hate you hug, but like a I appreciate it so much hug. One of those warm, fuzzy hugs, you know? Yeah, that that's thank you enough. As she goes over to the stump she was playing on, and then she takes the dwarf, and then she starts hitting all the other animals with the dwarf. Oh, God. Dwarves. <laughs> Bickle hey, goes, man. I heard that. You're not oh, wrong, boy. but I heard that. <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah, really. You know, she's, not actually, uh, she's not actually hurting the dolls in any way. She's just like, she's she's vigorously playing with her new toy that she loves so much. Mog, you have digested your book. Well, uh, now it's probably a good time for me to get some rest. Uh, character voice, please, Mom. Now's... <clears throat> I can't really do the... Now's a good time to get some rest. Uh, Bickle Jr. hears you talking about rest, goes up, pats you on the shoulder and goes, I, I think being up all night will do that. Uh, I, I made you something. Now, I... My dad used to know somebody that was a big fan of tea. He, Tim, Tom, t t t t t Tim Hopper, 
That's him, see? Tim Hopper. That's him. That's him. And yeah, he's the more man of the see, king. The last time he was here, I asked him for a favor. What I did was I asked him to get this rare tea leaf from back in uh, in dwarven country. What it does is it uh, it gives you a good night's sleep, whether you want it or not. Hmm. And what it is is it's smooth. It's creamy. It's a little bit of a cherry flavor, too. And what it does is it lets you have a full night's sleep. And when you wake up, you feel invigorated. I've only ever drank one cup myself, and that was after the seven-way. And I'll tell you what, I needed it. So I to share. Uh, sorry, Cheech, what was that? A seven-way, my favorite. Oh, I know. It's a lot more intimate than the bigger ones, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, a good old seven-way. Keep it in the single digit, you know. Oh, and I also picked up this. And he's going to hold out. Uh, it's Frost Lily Tea. Uh, if you drink it, you're immune to cold. Mm. Now, I've only got a couple of these, like... Uh, you see, he counts. Uh, I'm going to roll a d50. I believe I'll just need the rest. Uh, he goes and goes, I don't know what the fuck the recipe is. I know you add water. That's the recipe no. for tea. Rest in tea. Oh, the recipe. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, I thought you said the recipe. Fuck if I know how to make tea other than water. All right, so. I just said. All right. I was just adding the 37 bags to my inventory and taking the gold away. Uh, it's going to be. 10 gold, so 591 remaining. Good. All right, so. As he hands you the cup of, uh, of sleeping tea, you see it smells like a sweet, milky cherry. Do you want to drink it? Nothing ventured, nothing gained. And I drink it. You don't investigate it first? He's trusting Tim Hopper. Come on. Okay. So you take a drink, make a constitution saving throw with disadvantage. Trust me. Twenty. No, disadvantage. One. Or, sorry, three. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> okay, with a three, you almost immediately pass out. But you manage to swivel around, get inside your tent. And, and is standing. Oh. Remember, yeah, I, I sleep standing. Hold on. You rolled a three, my friend. Something has to happen. 
<laughs> yeah, I just like pass out as I, I have the cup of tea in my hand. Okay, and then what Bickle Jr. is going to do is he's going to try to weekend at Bernie's you in the the tent and just sort of tuck you under there. He's going to make a strength roll on that one. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, pretty uh, beefy orc. Okay, so with a 19, he's able to just sort of rock you indoors and, you know, coerce you by whispering gently in your ear about walking <laughs> forward and all how good an idea it would be. He's trying to inception you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> As you wander indoors, he takes the cup of what is now just a couple drops of tea, pours out the drops on the ground, walks outside and goes, All right, that'll about do it. And walks over to see Glovilla playing with the new toy. Well, hello, did you get your... Is that me? <laughs> I love it. Can I have one? Is he trying to take a kid's toy? <laughs> no, I want the, no, you're not there. Uh, I'm I'll, not I'll there. I'll give you a gold coin if you make one. But but can you make it a little bit bigger? And can you make it have a secret compartment in it? Mm -hmm. Who was he like addressing? Like... Cheech. Oh, of course I can. What I want to do is I want to have a bear of holding. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Uh, I don't know that spell. No, 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 no. I was going to get enchanted later. Nobody's going to look inside a wooden bear to find a bag of holding. Well, I can do the bear for you, and I'd be happy uh, to. Uh, uh, can you make it like a bit of a puzzle box? So you get like poke here, touch there, swivel this, flick that. And how about you know. twist the arm and pull the leg a little bit, maybe? No, that's, that's the kind At of what thing. point do you, you know pop what that it? Reminds me of? You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of the time that I hired this, bl this blind prostitute and I took her upstairs and I was getting a handy and she was saying, my God, you're the biggest man I've ever had. And I said, no, you're pulling me like... <laughs> you know. So I've got Bickle a story about that, but another night. <laughs> oh, all right. So Bickle Jr. is going to hand you ten gold. All right. Will that cover your time, good friend? Uh, I give it back to Bickle. We're together. We're a group. You owe me nothing. Come back well, in a couple of days. Tell you what. At least let me pay for the raw material. Because I'd like it to be in a nice oak. You bring me the oak, I'll do the work. Consider it done. Yanta, I need a favor! I need some oak! And you hear he starts talking to her and Dwarfish. Oh, it's nice! Oh, it's nice! Oh, okay. Uh, uh, do either of you speak Dwarfish? Oh. Actually, I don't. Pity Bramble's asleep. <laughs> yes, in fact, you won't wake up for about another couple moments there, Bramble. Uh, in fact, Flambe, you're also about an hour away from waking up too, friend. Not too, too much longer. 
Yeah. As Yanta hears about the request, he deposits a single gold into her hand. She passes it back. He passes it to her and tells her, nobody works for free in common. And then she puts it in her pocket and walks away. You see, it goes over to Cheech. All right, um, now, this is going to be some really damp wood. So, do you know how to, to dry it so it won't, you know, warp and shit while you work with it? Because typically you want wood to be dry as a popcorn fart. Cheech uh, says uh, we can leave it by the fire for a couple of nights. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, shit. Mog's not awake. Shit. Uh, Mad Maven, you might know the answer to this. Do you know anything about magic? No. Fuck. Uh, all right. <laughs> oh, shit. There's a child nearby. Shit. Oh, fuck. Good get job, away Bickle. from the child. I need to get away from the child. I can't stop swearing as Bickle runs away. The rest of the dwarves come out at the swearing tirade and go, <laughs> they all look at each other, kind of shrug. And then you see they start repairing their equipment, taking off their shoes, getting the rocks out of the, the grooves and all that. They take out some books and meats and they all just start going about their day off. What do you guys want to do? Oh, let's see. They have the day off. I don't particularly like kids, so I'm wandering away. Oh, I bet they love hearing this. They get the day off, and I don't like kids, so I'm going to leave. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't say I was leaving. I'm just... Um, <laughs> their day off, I'm not babysitting. Mog oh, no. stayed away in the night for guard duty. Uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, when it comes to this child, they are very much used to living on the road because, well, when your parents are both loggers and, you know, laborers, you, you kind of got to, you know. Oh, I'm sure. I just don't yeah. want anybody getting any ideas, including the kid. Don't approach me. Uh, okay. I'm not giving up my stuff, Teddy, damn it. Maven is the only child we can have. Maven. <laughs> Not giving up my Maven's teddy. Maven's the baby. That's one they've been looking for. Oh God. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a horrible idea. <laughs> I don't know, man. Your dad, like some demigod genie dude with mommy issues, and your mom is hot. Yeah, Cheech agrees. That's an awful idea. When do we start? <laughs> oh, Flumbe definitely would push babysitting onto all of you constantly. Hell no. Nah. I got cousins for that. All right. You see what would have happened if Bog stayed away? <laughs> All right. So, as the day progresses, 
After about half an hour, Yanta comes back laden with gigantic cookies of oak. If you follow my drift there, Cheech. Yep. Laying down three large cookies of oak, she explains to you in no complicated terms that this was the straightest part of the tree she could get home in this short of notice. Uh, Cheech says, Yanta, these are more than adequate. Thank you. He, uh, <laughs> she gives you a, a pat in the back, which sends you flying a little bit. Just, you know, like... A, uh, <laughs> and then she looks a little embarrassed, says, sorry, and walks away. Uh, she uh, gives the rest of the not-quite-so-straight wood to... Uh, to her husband, Dagril, who throws it under the cauldron and decides to go off hunting. At this point, Marigold, Flambe, Bramble, and Lady Stillwater, or should I say Miss Bramble, all begin to wake up. Flambe, make a constitution saving throw there, bud. Okay. Nineteen. With nineteen, uh, let's put it this way: you're sore in all the right places, but you're still a tiny bit sore. All right. Like you're you're sore of after a good night. Worth it. <laughs> I, did, did you have to get up? Like, As we all got it. It didn't need further <laughs> explanation. <laughs> oh, no. I just wanted to hear Flambe get embarrassed. It's hilarious as hell. <laughs> no. No. It's so easy now, though. You beautiful himbo, take it. <laughs> what Miracle said last night. <laughs> you get advantage. <laughs> no, Hello. sorry. You get a point of inspiration if you don't already have one. That's beautiful. Ah, damn it. I have one. Ah, uh, then do you have a fortune cookie? I don't know, Anne. Add one fortune cookie to your inventory. You break it instead of rolling it each D20. Ah, uh, do you have an I know a guy? I don't know. Probably. Maybe. No. I don't know. Whatever okay. you say. Luckily, you can have. I have that. Luckily, you can have up to three fortune cookies. So take a second okay. fortune cookie. Okay. You can have all. That's it's a weird part of the rule. You can only have three, but you know. So feel free to use that instead of rolling a d twenty at any time for any reason, and then I bring up my random cookie generator. Sir, yes, sir. Not that I don't trust you, but I also use the first number that pops up as the potential outcome. Okay so, Marigold has washed herself thoroughly, making sure to take the time to tease Flambe with every fluid motion. And then she goes, gives him a pat in the head and says, good boy for watching. Now you get, go burn the crud off. And then she walks out. Uh, that awkward moment when your boyfriend's on fire and you can't tell if you're 
You can't tell where the burning's coming from sometimes. Ooh. <laughs> There's medication <laughs> for that. <laughs> yes, there it is. Uh, Bramble, you wake up next to your wife, who looks at you blushingly and yawns ever so gently. And looks at you and says, Can I sleep in? You kept me up so late. I would literally die for you, so you can sleep as long as you want. Tell you what, let me sleep in like one more hour, and I'll show you the present I brought for you in my backpack. And a present? I'm having the best day. Yeah. Do you want anything for breakfast? Because I can go find someone who can cook. Um... I know this is going to sound weird, but are there any eggs? I love uh, eggs. And, and and I've been a vampire for so long. And before I was a vampire, I used to love a poached egg. And oh my God, what's that white stuff they put on it that's so creamy? Hollandaise sauce. And that's, and listen, yes. on our first date, you, you, you ate meat. It doesn't get weirder. I would... I will go find you an egg and some hollandaise. I, I can do well, it. I'm pretty sure on the first date, I almost ate an egg, honey. Uh, I'm going to go find you an egg. I love you. Very well, Bramble. Bramble as you take off yes. towards oh, the no, fire. No, no, no. No, no, Bramble does not do that. Bramble, give the, give the, give the wife a little kiss on the forehead. And then they're going to open the cat oh. flap. Close it. So that way the sound is going to go... Does anybody know where I can get an egg? <laughs> <laughs> so you just yell, does anybody know where I can get an egg? When I say that you are Jack Black, stop being Jack Black. <laughs> you know what I have expected you to, uh, to shout? Like, how do you make two waters out of one water? <clears throat> that no, quote is courtesy of Hello from the Magic Cavern. No, that quote is courtesy of Hello from the Magic Tavern. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and Chunt. Oh, Chunt. Hilarious. Uh, uh, DM but I don't question. hear anybody with an egg. <laughs> yes, what's up, Flambe? Would you count ramen as a soup? Technically, yes, as long as it is made more watery than noodly, if you catch my drift. Fair enough. I'll go over to Bramble, hand her the hat, and be like, there's like this kind of noodly soup that has eggs in it. But those are cooked. Yes. No. Bramble's gonna look at Flambe and hold the hat, look at Flambe and go, this is not what I ordered. <laughs> he wants fresh egg. Well, I can't just magic an egg. You can't well, lay an can egg. Magic an egg. Can anybody lay an egg cooked. here? <laughs> Yanta looks at you so confused, and Marigold giggles. <laughs> I'm not. No. Wait, hold on. I have a solution. And Bramble what is the going to. Going on? I listen. My wife wants breakfast. And I'm going to get breakfast, and she wants a little poached egg and some hollandaise sauce. I'm going to get her some nice bread, and I'm going to do it one way or another. And I swear to God, 
I will go back to town if I have to, but I'm hoping I don't. And and uh, they're gonna pull out their bell. Uh, and they're gonna ring away by drive. Like by I carriage. have, a, I literally have a teleportation thing on me. I could. That doesn't matter how far away it is. So, in other words, you're just gonna bamf out of there. No, no, no. Bramble is first going to uh, ring their bell of summoning the mailman. Okay, so uh, allow me to get my sound effects because I don't really have a, a, a bell ring. So, ding, 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 as uh, <laughs> you summon, hold on. I hope I still have the mini here. Yeah, I want to tear It's not me. I'm not the one who won today. Tim Hopper. Hello. Tim. Excuse me. Did someone have an order? I do have an order, Tim. And if you can get it, I would be more than appreciative. My my pleasure. It's my job to help the best I can. All right. I need you to do me. I'm going to give you a little shopping list. And we're able to pull out a sheet of paper and a pen or quill. And go, all right. So first of all, I need you know what, just just bring me six eggs and they're gonna uh, Six I eggs, got it. Yeah, a loaf of the nicest bread you can find. Medium white sh shell, brown shell, natural wash, or or did you want uh the natural laid? Mm, brown. Alright, brown eggs. Um and large, then medium or small. Large. You gotta realize what animal you want them to come out of too. A chicken, got it? Uh, chicken. Would that be cockatrice or just normal chicken? Just regular chicken. Okay, regular chicken. Like the prettiest chicken eggs you can find. Prettiest chicken eggs, brown, uh, medium, small, or large? Large. Large, six medium, large chicken eggs, uh, pretty, okay. And next? Uh, and uh, the uh, loaf of like nice crusty bread, like something you can put an egg on, specifically. Roger bread. Hella. All right. Um, and then uh, I need uh, I need the stuff to make a hollandaise sauce. Do, do you know what hollandaise sauce is? Nope. But it's I, with eggs and butter. Uh, uh, no, I do not. But I'll write it down here, and, and the butcher okay. will understand. And I'll ask the market keep too. Okay. Cool. So it's, it's lemon juice. Um, the 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 fancy mustard. It's it's uh, the Dijon mustard. Uh, salt. Uh, you're already bringing me enough eggs, so that I don't. You're gonna need more eggs. Trust me. It it's is so free. easy to fuck up a roast egg. Fine. Uh, I want a dozen eggs. Actually, never mind. Stupid. Uh, and some nice unsalted butter. Unsalted butter. Yeah. Um, and then could you also bring me a dozen roses? Like just regular, just nice roses, the, the type that you would give Large. your wife. He would eat so. them though. Yeah, but like she would, she would, she would, she would eat them, but they would be like poisonous. True. I'm saying it, regular roses. I mean, for that, it's a snack. It's still a gift. I bring my wife snacks. And I think that's it. Hold on, wait. Anybody else need anything before I send uh, Tim back? Uh, sir, um, are you able to send 
letters? Yes, indeed. I am the royal postman. He is the mailman. Oh! So... Oh, so you probably know my dad. This is my best friend before my best friend. That would be you. Yeah, so so he probably knows my dad, doesn't he? It it depends. Who do you think your dad is? Who do you think? Jonathan Splash. Jonathan Splash. Head chef of the king and high lord of the Brimplath kingdom. Uh, diplomatic immunity for most nations. Uh, yes, I, I believe he calls himself. I believe he calls himself, and I quote, uh, um, "What's the, what's that uh, swear word from uh, the elemental plane of fire?" Are, are you also the he- head chef. He's the cook of the crew. That's what he calls himself. Second mate and cook of the crew. And don't forget that time he covered a man in cheese. Uh, oh, yes. And, and uh, he covered two people in cheese and, de- and decided to stick with the first one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't know all that about him. I just knew he was a good cook and a little bit about the pirating, thanks to Mob. Bramble's going to turn to Flambe and like put a hand on their shoulder and be like, if you ask him a question, you're going to get all of the information you need, and then some. And, the, and then some may traumatize you. Ah, uh, that makes Tim Hopper a lot and say, of sense. Uh, uh, Jr. is going to look at Tim Hopper and say, Oh, hey, I just gave Big Fella a cup of that uh, that sleepy tea I bought from you. Um, oh. I have a question. Do you have any more other tea? Oh, I have this box of mystery tea. We got carrot tea, we got brown tea, we got flower tea, we got rose, lily, tulip. Too many things, not enough brain space. All right, how much? Um, how much for what? The box? Oh, I can't... But I like the box of tea. I can give you handfuls after handfuls. They respond uh, six at once, and I've already stocked up. So, you, you want to take a handful? Uh, I have a bit of a, a different question. You see, what if I just get you to shake it a little bit into my bag of holding, and it just, you know, it, whatever falls in, falls in, and we call it a day, and I give you a fair sum of money that we agree upon, huh? That's the fast way to do it. Let's do it. Ah, I, I knew no. I could kill you. You're, you're, it's Can already open. He's already shaking it. <laughs> he's uh, already so doing uh, it. <laughs> so he's going to hand you... All right, this is going to be a lot of tea. He's going to hand Takes you a bag, immediately gold. pours. He's going to hand you a hundred <laughs> gold. Like, I want a lot of tea. Because this shit... Oh, it's like beer... But not yet beer. But I can add alcohol to it, and oh, is it good! As he's saying this, as he said the first sentence of uh, "Let's get the," uh, he wanted to shove the bag a, a, a tea in there. He's already had it, the, his bag open, and he's been pouring the whole conversation. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm gonna roll five d one hundred. This this guy does not have an off switch. <laughs> Tim is the definition of ADHD. I have rolled, of all things, a total of 200 bags of random tea. 
So, <laughs> 200 bags, random tea, roll on a tea table, not a pun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, as you uh, as you put your orders in, uh, Cheech, do you have any order to go into Tim Hopper? <laughs> Mad Maven? Um, you think you can find, uh, like, a little cute little outfit that I can put on my teddy bear? You know, a nice little suit. Dress him up, make him look snazzy. Wait, 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 why not just buy some kids' clothes? I mean, it's about the right size, isn't it? Cam would know about children's sizing. He's got enough children. Oh, I, I, I do have a few kids, yes. Uh, what size do you think that bear is? Would you think it's like a toddler? I I, I believe that the, uh, that would be considered a five-month-old, five to eight-month-old. So you're looking right. about uh, seven about, to ten how, okay. how about just a hat, then? Just a, a small little cap for the bear. Hmm. Uh, well, I, I don't, uh, well, I do know there's a toy shop in, in, in uh, uh, main kingdom. Yeah, see, yeah, just take a peek in there and see what you can find. Pam, you uh, purchase uh, what you think is good, all right? Uh, uh, what, what do you, what do you think of when you think of this bear? Oh, snuggles. I understand. <laughs> God, I like uh, you, Junior. Uh, uh, also, can I get some sword polish? And that's not a euphemism. I actually need to shine a sword. <laughs> I hate every second of this. I love right, that Tim um, just is ignoring that. <laughs> <laughs> I missed having you here, Tim. Um, so uh, you want some fancy bread, hollandaise sauce, uh, 12 large, uh, uh, beautiful-looking brown eggs. Uh, you want uh, children's clothes befitting of a cuddly bear. And you, you also want... Uh, there was something else. A dozen roses. The kind a dozen that are not poison. Alright. It's going to be pretty. I'm going to give them to my wife. Who's going to be awake I'll in an sure. hour. So, quickly. <laughs> so, is that everything? Are we all good? Alright. Uh, Mr. Riddle Tim Popper, sir? Yes? Um. So, instead of a letter since... You seem to know him on at least a professional level. Would you mind just relaying a message for me? Absolutely, positively. It's the message, um, hi, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, just he's not gonna know hey, where that one from. My name's Plum Bay. I think I'm your son. I'd like to have a food war with you. <laughs> I think you just made him fall in love with you is what you did. 
kind of unhinged. Like a you food at fight. Put it in writing. Like, are you good? No, you just I'm want to check like food at him? A cook off. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's essentially an intense cook off. That's different. You know I'm picturing like Animal House food fight. Oh no, I was more thinking outdoor, like barbecue cook-off style, whatever. Yeah, like wh whatever he sets the term as, like Flambe wouldn't care because it's just, hey, I get to actually practice my craft and cook against my own father. You know, this could go one of two ways. This could either be an episode of MasterChef or an episode of Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Why not a little both? I feel like there's going to be trauma from both sides, so yeah. And then also, I'd like a hundred uh, gold worth of the finest aphrodisiacs you can find. Oh my god, uh, I did not mean to hear that! Oh. Oh, wait, 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 here, 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 and, oh, and he hands yeah. out a, he hands out a flower. Um, Jonathan uh, gave me this saying I should use it to get lucky. I think that oh. this might be for you. That's weird, Tim. I, I don't know. It's I just, know you don't. That's why I love uh, you. And what he's going to hand you is a small box with a little latch on it that has a wax seal on the latch. It only says, open when jiggy. Saving that yes. for tonight? Jiggy. J-I-G-G-Y. Cheeky, yeah. You might have to explain that Cheeky, oh yeah. Are these kids even old enough to know that term? Is that what matters? All right, so I got, I got, I gotta go. Can can. But first, Glovilla is going to go up to you, and she's going to hand out the silver that uh, Yanta offered to Cheech earlier, holding it out, and she's going to ask if you could just lean down, and she's going to whisper something in your ear. Uh, okay. So she pulls you down. My ear's very long. She doesn't have to uh, pull. She just pull your ear. <laughs> I sent you a private message, good friend. Oh. Lord loves him. That's a lovely idea. I, I, I gotta go. Phew. Yeah, and with that, Tim Hopper disappears, oh. leaving only a bunch of fur in an outline of where he was, covering Flambe, Glovilla, and Bramble in the fur that just puffed out of nowhere with a... <laughs> No, Bramble do better than Peter Mouth. Well, Vina didn't. Flambe, Constitution saving throw, friend. Bramble knows Tim. Yes, Bramble knows Tim. Bramble knows keep their mouth shut as he is saying, I gotta go. And then you shut your mouth and you close your nostrils and you do not breathe. <laughs> Alright. So, Flambe, that Constitution saving throw. Oh, that's gonna break. Twenty-three. 
Ooh. So, as the hair floats towards you, without even blinking, it just... Before it even touches you, make an intimidation check with advantage. Ooh. Uh, DM, should I roll F uh, athletics to see how fast I can go? No, thank you, my friend. I was actually just going to let you know when you pop back in. Oh, oh, I rolled really terribly, but I still have an inspiration from last game that I didn't use. Alright, so... So, using DM's inspiration. I got a 36. Okay. And I have 150 foot uh, movement speed and... So, 21 on that intimidation. Okay. Um, as you take off, moving literally dozens of meters per footstep, as if you are the wind cutting through the tree, flambe, the hair sizzles off you as it goes by. Without even blinking, you immediately look at Bramble and Bickle Jr. and say with full confidence... What do you think? That's your cue. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a first. I really don't like animal hair. I'll take it. You know what? That's actually that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. I'll take it. Um, so, <laughs> as the day progresses, I will let you know when uh, Tim Hopper is back. More importantly, Mog, for lack of a better way of saying it is basically going to be unconscious most of this episode. So, as time goes by, Glavilla looks at her mother and asks if she can go play in the woods a little bit, just on the path that they've been making so far. Yanta agrees and keeps an eye as she just walks down the short path, playing on the rocks with all of her toys. At the same time, you notice that uh, Dagrilla has come back I'm going to roll a couple of d20s for him. Natural 20 and natural 18. <clears throat> he has... Okay, I uh, get to roll in a hunting table. It's been a while since I've used one of these. Roll Ooh. a d12. I know, right? A 12! Ooh, he has found a full elk. Shit. Uh, I'm going to roll two D100s to see how heavy it is. Oh, wait, hold on. You just got sassed by the maiden. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is bull. Oh man, it didn't work. Anybody notice? I can see yeah, it. It says, please roll dice up to D100. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's even worse. <laughs> Fair. 235 pounds. I'm rounding it off. 
So he has managed to find a 235-pound full elk. Because otherwise, those were kid elk that he would have caught before, and homie don't roll that way. Mm-hmm. God, I sound white. All right. <laughs> yep. Whiter than Thank sour God. cream. Thank God you don't go in the sun without your trusty little uh, hat cat. Word. Word. <laughs> All right. So as the day progresses, a couple of things happen. You notice that the weather has started to turn a little bit cold, but this time of year is not terribly uncommon. That's okay, I have a cloak. From my wife. <laughs> uh, Flambe, just uh, make sure to stand near Marigold to keep her warm. Before he does that, uh, Bramble's well, gonna hug Flambe uh, to get the fur. <laughs> And then promptly, like, do the whole, like, barrel roll across his body with their back and be like, just to get it all. All right. Can't really complain since I owe you. Oh, you owe me so much. Your marriage, your love life, getting, I'm not saying that out loud. Fair. And Bram is going to start boiling with water. <laughs> oh, um, Flambe would also like to uh, go up to uh, Dagro. Mm -hmm. uh, sir, do you mind if I uh, just get a few pounds of, of that elk? Uh, how much is a few pounds? Uh, five at most. Less if that's what you want. What I mean is, when it comes to the pounds, it, it just shrinks as it cooks, I'm sure you know. So, uh, yeah. what I was just thinking, I got a lot of elk here, and now don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people here. What I was thinking is, I'd be willing to do you a trade. You see... And now, I want you to hear me out so you don't hit me like the last guy. <laughs> Flambe, like, I, eyes this guy as if he's about to kill him, and, like, his fist punches, and he's like, mm -hmm. I don't I'm, I'm gonna hear you out, but you better speak very carefully. I'm gonna start off with, I don't want nothing to do with your wife. Okay, that's what a good starting want, point. What I do want, however, is to know something your wife knows. Well, then that's up to her. I'll agree to those terms. I tell you, you bring her over here. We had a conversation. And the next thing you know... You might find yourself with a hundred pounds of elk in your hands. Those are hands, right? Yes. 
Okay, your hands. Would you kindly ask your wife if she would be willing to answer two questions? 50 pounds of elk per question. That's a lot of fairness for the questions. I can probably do one question as she seems to have a one question stipulation with people, just in general. With, with all respect, this is between me and your wife. True, I, I'm just not promising anything is what I'm saying. Duly noted, good sir. However, if she refuses to answer the question, I won't hold that against you. I'll call that the cost of doing business. But then it'll cost you two shiny gold pieces for a hundred pounds of my elk. That's oh, yeah, that's no problem. Agreeable. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know, lose anything either way. It's hard so. to catch, I'll tell you. Launcher, launcher, whale, flambe. Go right ahead. Yeah, flambe still has like two. I learned about elk. I was hunting them once, and this fella said to me, "You know, you're pulling it by the back." And I said, "So what?" He said, "Well, if you pull it by the head, the way the hair grows, it slides easier on the ground." And I'm like, "Ooh, that's a good idea." But the problem was, then I ended up going the other way. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Flumbe still has a thousand gold. Like he, <laughs> he oh, really what? doesn't care. Well, whoop-de-doo, you got the gold, I got the elk. But now, how about you go ask that? And I mean this as a genuine compliment. Beautiful. Wife, don't hit me. Oh no, I'm fine with compliments. Just don't be. What one person considers a creep, another person considers a compliment. Don't hit me. Fair enough, and I'm not gonna hit you, mostly because I get in trouble anyway. <laughs> and he starts going yeah, over to Marigold. You, you like it? There's a difference. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, you gotta call a horse a horse, and a, and you gotta call a doppelganger a piece of shit, you know? Call it one of these. While this is going on, Bramble's gonna reach into their pack and pull up the deer meat from, like, a day ago that they picked up that everybody's forgotten, and they're gonna start cooking it. <laughs> yes, it's just uh, that elk is more exquisite than deer. Make a medicine check on the pocket meat. Pocket meat? Y'all got pocket meat. Well, I'm pretty sure we put it in that ice cooler that Bickle has. No, she said pocket. No, I said out of my bag. Oh, okay, never mind. If you're pulling it out of your bag, never mind. It was in my bag. It was in, in its nice... I have a food pouch. I'm not a All season. right. So. All right. So. As you're all exchanging this, uh, so Flambe, you go to talk to your wife, yeah? Yes. 
And what do you say to your wife as Welby looks at you, holding up dangling bits of raw meat in his hand, all excited? So, that guy over there is willing to trade some freshly caught elk for a couple of questions from you. If you're up to it. If not, I can just buy it off him. What are the questions? No idea. And he said you don't have to answer them. Oh. Yeah. But if you don't answer, then I just have to buy it, which is no problem. Upon cap at this, I'll make you a deal. Um, first, I hear what the questions are. Mm-hmm. And I decide whether I get to answer them. Yeah. Yeah, let's go over and talk to him. Very well. You go to Welby. What's she done? Yeah, she just wants to hear the questions out first and she'll decide. Just setting a little bit of the mood here. What, the mood for you to talk to yourself? (laughs) Yes! Thank you! (laughs) Thank you for your keen observation! If Pickle comes over, it's going to be a whole whack of people. So Pickle comes over. Oh, wait, you're talking. I'm shitting with you. (laughs) (laughs) Bombay to Welby. All right. All right. So what I'm wondering is... How much weed are you willing to sell me? And what do you want? And she's, he's going to glare at Flambe. Screaming. What does Flambe think? I mean, it's her weed. So you're not going to hit me? All right. No. He's going to look to Marigold. And he's going to... um, He's going to whisper these questions kind of in her ear, but loud enough so Flambe could hear. And you see Marigold is going to reach into her bag of holding, which you notice is just a little pouch of holding at uh, at her waist. And she's going to pull out another leather pouch and just sort of have to pull it out because it's literally stuffed full. In this bag is what's called the Devil's Blowjob. (laughs) If you smoke this, you better have a safe place for at least a weekend. And if you smoke any of it and don't take that into consideration, it's not my problem. This bag, and she shakes the bag a little, is 20 gold. Or two bags for 100 pounds. You want 200 pounds? 
Uh, hey, everybody, let's get stoned and eat stew. As you hear a cheer coming from all the dwarves. Uh, and as the cheering goes up, Yenta looks around and says, Where's Glavilla? As Tim Hopper skids back in with a. As soon as he hears, Where's Glavilla? You all look around, and from the distance, all you hear is. <laughs> And the scream of a child pierces the air with an... Look, did I or did I not say I was not babysitting today? I said I wasn't babysitting today. This Now's is not, not the time! I grab uh, anyone I can and start bolting with my uh, belt of giant strength. I'm easily able to lift everyone and just start heading towards the screen. Is, is oh yeah, Flambe would it? like grab Miracle's hand and have his hand outstretched for Tim. Is, I was gonna say, is Tim doing that? Because Bramble is is in is in his arms. Bramble is ready to be carried at all times by Tim. <laughs> Tim could appear out of literally nowhere, and Bramble is prepared. I, hey, Tim is also one of the methods of travel approved by Bramble. Tim guess is what? the only method of travel that Bramble will sit on top of. But guess what? I guess this is going to be a Tim Hopper episode because Mog's unconscious. Yep. <laughs> How about that? As you all crowd around, you only see one thing in the middle of a pile of stones. Exactly. You're so mean. It's, it's, no. You see a small wooden toy bear with blood on it. Uh, can I use my bunny senses to see if I can perceive anything? You can certainly try. My bunny senses are tingling. Would that be a perception? Uh, yes, that would be a perception check, my friend. Seventeen. With a seventeen. You look at the you look at the ground, you press your ear to it, and you can hear eight-legged running. You hear eight legs all or eight feet all hitting the ground in the same rhythm over and over as they get farther away. That way. You can tell they head to the north into the deep cold of the mountain rift. Grab everyone. Boom. All right. And as you head off towards the mountain rift, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the next map for tonight. 
You guys just have to bear with me. Bear? Uh. Bear? <laughs> How does everyone like traveling at a, a, a minimum of, of 300 uh, per six seconds? 300 feet per six it's terrifying. What? I mean, how do we like it? It's terrifying. It's hilarious. I mean, probably really enjoys it because it just kind of feels like flying to him. Oh no, I can. I'm also running in the air too. Whenever there's yeah, no he, ground, he I just won't run over it. <laughs> um, Bramble only moves 25 feet. So this is both exhilarating and terrifying, but they also know just hold on to the bunny fur and it'll all be fine. I'm an all-terrain vehicle. You're an all-terrain bunny. <laughs> yep. So, Trample, like, sitting on your shoulders. On you. Moving at what could arguably be called breakneck speed. What I will be doing is I'm going to be getting you guys to roll on random encounter tables. In the meantime, I will let you know how far you've gotten at what time. With no disrespect, it's going to be a lot of work moving every single icon simultaneously. So I'm just going to move Tim as your focal point, And then when there is anything of note, I will move the rest of you there. Yeah? We oui. Understood. Travel's a bitch. Thank you much. Okay, so... Well, at least we know we're moving faster than the enemy. <laughs> uh, that's arguable. You don't know what your enemy is yet. Yeah, Tim, maybe it's a photocopy of you. I get to race uh, myself? You have Tim Please. Hopper's character sheet, my friend. I do have Tim Hopper's character sheet. Very good, because without that, we're a little screwed. <laughs> I'm just making up as you go along. No, not really. What I mean is, uh, Tim Hopper, uh, because I know what he can and cannot do, I can combat that. If he doesn't have his character sheet, I can't argue it with him without it being there. Yeah. Right? I made this character just oh. be speed. One with the speed force. All speed, no brains. Yes. Alright, so Tim Hopper, as you uh, take off down the way, now I get to bring up something fun. I get to bring up my encounter table. I wonder how many of these encounters I can outrun. <laughs> uh, none, because that's why they're called encounters, and not run by this. Encount hey, encounters can be bypassed if with enough speed and grace. Drive by. Yes, but you're not Miss Oklahoma, so speed and grace ain't your thing. Well, we'll see. I'll. Please don't make Dan sad. I want to see if I can puckor. God damn it. All right. First things first. <clears throat> Tim Hopper, roll a d20 to see what happens. All right. A 12. 
As you run by, you notice that the sun is beginning to set. A strong gust of wind is beginning to blow, and it's getting very cold very fast. The faster you go, or rather the farther you go, the colder you get until you come to a rather large rock. Standing atop it, you notice all that now is in front of you is not but icy wasteland. As you look on, you have a shiver and realize that unless you prepare for it, you will not survive this icy trek. Oh, the snow I'm a begins winter bunny, to fall gracefully around you. Keep being cold. Keep oh, but I'm a winter bunny covered in fur. Yes, but this is not a natural cold. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, what do I got here to help cold? A branch that summons a, a, a primal elemental? No. A unicorn horn? No. A, uh, jars of souls uh, for demon trading? No. Uh, let's see here. Bunch of random potions. Let's see. Resistance to cold damage potion! I hand out a bunch of resistance to cold potions. Pickle uh, Jr. is just going to hold out a thing of tea bags and go, I already got you covered. <laughs> and then, as that happens, everybody make a perception check. All right. No one's going to be concerned about the things that he said he did see he pulled out of his bag. No. Bramble is not concerned. Junior already knows about those things, remember? 26. Wow. Uh, natural 20 for... 19 for uh, me, too. 15. It's okay, Gigi. You're sitting right, on the well, back. Uh, natural 24 or 26. Okay, so, Rob, you get to roll 2D or 2D100s to see what awaits you in the woods. We all okay. do, or...? No, just Flambe, as he's the only one who notices it with a nat 20. You have to respect the nat 20. We got a 26. The only one who notices it. We got a 19 and an 18, and that is terrifying. And a 26. Um, you needed the nat 20 to notice what was coming. So. Oh, fuck. No. Yeah. An 88 and a 96. 88. You find first a perfectly square vertical hole in the ground that has an iron door covering it. However, you notice the iron door glows an odd dull blue. And the second number was eh, 96. 96. It's not the girl. And point. you also find an incredibly large dead bear next to it. Its stomach is wide open, and there's a small chest inside. Eh, let's not say we didn't. Let's go! Uh, Flambe is gonna use uh, a new cantrip he got. Uh, he's gonna use Mage Hand to try and open that chest. Oh, no. And the chest opens. 
Inside, there are... Oh, uh, you get to roll on a, uh, a random table, so... Uh, it says you get one weapon, one armor, and one trinket. Ooh. So wipe those as we're running by. Well, hold on. All right, so first you find a pair of leather gloves. A short sword and a healing hammer. Beat someone with this hammer to heal them for one d four damage. No, 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 that sounds like fun. Yes, <laughs> the healing hammer of tides. <laughs> That's the kind of beating club. Uh, it is a light hammer, so it looks like like a regular hammer, but it heals for one d four on each hit. Wow! Yeah, he's a uh, he's definitely keeping that, and he's just now like having that over his shoulder as he also uh, puts the other two things into his ring and uh, calls know. out. His, if his blazing glory. Yeah, you know, if you had uh, the those bracers, you could have ultimate attack and ultimate healing one in each hand. Wow. Uh, who, who currently has the bracers right now? I think Maybe. I still do. Maybe then. But uh, I'd be more than happy to hand them off to somebody if they can use them right now. Uh, Yes. You can't take them off. They're bound to you. Oh. You didn't Remember? put them on yet. You put them on. Yes, she did. Oh, really? She slapped them on as soon as that encounter was over. I... She was like, finally, so armor. Slap, slap. Oh, uh, Mog no, knows from his hearth. He can no, actually I get armor. armor. Mog's not here. I oh, got yeah. armor as well. I don't think I had put those on. Because I I got the um, the studded leather armor of concealment that turns into a dagger. Yes. Yeah, but you're wearing the acid armor and the bracers. Remember, you switch. Because he went for a literal acid bath. Yeah. All right, so since you all just decided to pew past my encounter, you keep going until you come to a downed gigantic tree that has come across the road. This thing is easily five times the size of any of you, it has been felled. Right across the road. Ah, uh, and it's or it fell on someone. Search for people. Do we see people? Uh, give me a second. I'm trying to find um, token here for someone. Twenty-two. Searching for people. 
All right, give me just a moment. If there's no one under the log, I'm clearing the tree with my monk fists and running. Well, what I was actually doing is I was just trying to go fetch Marigold's uh, thing. Because let's face it, she's the tallest of all of you being, you know, half elf, half succubus. She's got the um, legs. So, Tim Hopper, you look around. You notice that this tree, as you do a perception check, has actually what fallen people? down on its own weight. As you notice, its roots have been pulled out of the ground as it lies across the road. I punched this the tree, tree in just half. Fell over. What? I punch and cut the tree in half and clear the road and run off with the party. Okay. Monk strikes are fast, yo. Uh, pissing off the DM is also fast too. Okay. Um. <laughs> it is when you're Tim Hopper. Hey. So Tim Hopper, make a strength check to see if you can chop this tree in half. A tree that is also completely frozen, by the way. Good thing I get an advantage on those. You get an uh, advantage on trees? On strength. And strength-related checks. So, uh, that would be... Well, that's, uh, while, while that's going on, um, Flambe is gonna go to... Um, to, to Marigold and be like, 24. Eh, I don't think this is my style, and hand the healing hammer to her. He looks at the hammer and goes, Honey, if I want to nail something, I just nail it. And then she hands the hammer back to you and goes, <laughs> You're next, by the way. So, 24, by the way, to punch the tree <laughs> with my monk fists. Are you okay, Flambe? <laughs> I no. Awesome. <laughs> uh, he he's oh, gonna man, with his like his shell too. phone. He's gonna tell her, "Well, then I'm using this in the bedroom." <laughs> and <laughs> she's gonna look at you, wink, and go, "Oh, honey, there's nothing we're not gonna use in the bedroom. You're just getting started." Fair enough, and I love that about you. <laughs> oh, and by oh the way, God. honey, next time I want to grill a steak on you, turn the temperature down, yeah? Yeah. Although, it's I didn't Bramble's... know I could roast a marshmallow on your cock. That was cute. Bramble's gonna look at Flambe or at, at, at Tim and go, I miss you, Tim, so much. I, I miss all I my friends. look at Flambe and go, by the way, I'm sorry for putting a mini marshmallow in your pee hole. Yeah, that was uh, not the best idea. I know, it got stuck and it got all sticky and had to wait for it to burn out, right? Yeah. But hey, experimenting is fun. Are you going with uh, 24, by the way? Alright, so... Well, you weren't supposed to get that high of... Oh, wait! 
You weren't 24. supposed to get that high of a roll. Alright, so <laughs> I, I collect all the wood into my bag of holding and we run. Hume! <laughs> yes, in fact, uh, roll a D100 to see how many pounds of wood you collect. Actually, make a 2D100. Ninety-eight pounds. You have ninety-eight pounds of firewood. Jesus Christ! I'm a fast boy. I'm just imagining him like bending down, and suddenly the wood's in his arms, and he's just stuffing it in a bag, and I'm just standing there like horrified. Blumbay's just in awe and is making a mental note to ask for some of that wood later. As the only thing that you notice now is the sound of creaking winds as a blizzard slowly moves in, blanketing all of you in a thin white coating of snow. Bickle Jr. shivers, pulls up his, uh, his bag of holding and pulls out a cloak, wraps it around himself and says, I don't know about you, but I see something ahead I don't like. Let us know, let us know, let us know. I'm sorry, what? As you all look to where Bickle Jr. is pointing and seeing a red splotch of blood in the snow. Uh, um, who's good at tracking? I I I'll give it a shot. Uh, um, DM, would this ran. count as a survival check? Question. This would be a survival check. Those are pretty rare, too, so go ahead. <clears throat> I think I actually have tracking because I'm a ranger. Well, you can track if you uh, want. You can try. 17? So, um... the 17... Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, uh, it says that my proficiency bonus is doubled for skills when I make the check for it, from what I understand. So what does... How do how would I do that when it says it's doubled? Well, usually get... your proficiency bonus is like plus one or plus two, depending okay, on so how proficient you are with something. So as a ranger, you would be proficient with survival. Your proficiency bonus could be plus one or plus two, but you would double it in this instance. So usually it'd be about a plus four. That's a plus one, so it's plus two, but... Okay. Yep, so you would do a survival check, plus two. Okay, cool, thank you. I've never actually had to read that, because, you know, it doesn't come up very often. Wait, people who play D&D read the books? Oh, shit! <laughs> oh, that's news to me. Oh, man! I'm a five, I'm just gonna lay down. Uh, okay, so with a five, you Can go I... to look at the tracks, and instead of the, the reaching down and finding the tracks, you accidentally follow the tracks face first and get covered in snow. Okay, Bombay's behind me. Uh, so yeah, you are you are now prone, Mad Maven, and you're gonna have to use half your movement to get back up. I am not prone. First of all, 
I'm not Mad Maven. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> ramble. I clicked the wrong person. At you're right next to each other. I'm just gonna lay here. If I lay here, if, if I, I just, just lay here, here, would you lie with me and make just Just copyrights are a thing. All right, so I'm not moving. Thing. Does anybody else want to do any checks, or do you just want to have brambles laying in the snow next to this pile of blood? Well, they didn't roll. I'm going to try as well. Well, they rolled like a 17. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maven can do uh, an investigation check. And, Mer and Yanta are going to make checks. And an 18 and a 13. So Bickle Jr., I've seen this before. This is this this is what it looks like when wolves take down something big. And he's going to reach around and pull at the skull of a deer. Look! It's it's just a deer. It's a deer. Uh, there's, there's still some bones. Oh. It's wolves. I, 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 I think we should leave. Uh, I think, I think we Tim, get us out of leave. here. I'm going to put an arm up waiting for Tim to grab it. Already gone. As you, uh, as you all look at Tim Hopper just about to take off, you notice, because bear with me, I have to completely redo all of this. Uh, something's in melee range of me. And go to do an attack of opportunity on me. I actually cannot be surprised. A and B. I can also am able to attack on a reaction. Uh, no, bear with me. I just want to make those two points clear. I know. Bear, bear with, with him. Me. You got to realize I, uh, I didn't set up these encounters per se. I'm rolling on a random table, so I'm literally having to go back and forth between the book and getting the right minis. Yep. All right. As you notice that you are all suddenly surrounded by a pack of wolves, all leering at everyone, and especially licking their lips at a very juicy-looking Tim Hopper. I'm going to use my action to disengage. And boom! <laughs> uh, they have got you surrounded. You can't disengage. But that's what the disengage action do. Tactics, uh, pack tactics, my friend. Prevent disengaging. I don't remember that being... This pack, is not pack. your ordinary encounter, my friend. As you look at the wolves and notice that they suddenly double in size. And I can't run through their legs? As you notice, these are no ordinary wolves. These are frost wolves. 
Everyone roll for initiative. Oh. Eight, twelve. Eleven. So eight, twelve, three, and eleven. Twenty-eight. Twenty-one. And eighteen. Eleven. Ma uh, Tim was twenty-eight. Flambe was twenty-one. Um, Cheech, I think you said you were eight. Three, thank you. So, and Bramble was eight, and who was 12? No, I'm 18. I'm sorry, Bramble was 18. I said 12 at first, but it was really 11. Oh, okay, okay, that's where oh, I was confused. Sorry, so yeah. would have been... Who am I missing here? So, Tim Hopper, Flambe. Oh, I actually have uh, that legendary oh, ability that I got. Oh, what's that? I can automatically escape uh, anything and also grapples and free yourself from any restraint of any kind. Okay, so even though you can't be grappled or restrained, it doesn't mean that you can't be surrounded. And they wouldn't be able to catch me. Alright, I gotta roll 8d20s for them. 20, 17, 15. That's what happens when you study under an ancient white dragon. <laughs> 5, Three, two. All right. So, I believe first it is time for a little music change. All right. So... First in the order is going to be Tim Hopper. What do you want to do? All right. I can use, uh, I can land four attacks in a round. So I'm going to unleash all non-lethal, by the way. Because as uh -huh. I'm going to say, as I'm going to go, uh, we don't want to harm you. Uh, uh, please let us by. And I'm going to unleash four uh, hits. One to each wolf. Four D twenty. And each of these will have a plus eighteen to hit. Uh the minimum the lowest was a twenty to hit. Alright, well as they all hit, your fists just I can hit things do uh because uh, just for the record, I can also punch souls. Hold on. As you punch holes through all four of them, you notice the holes slowly regenerate as they look at you 
and starts to laugh with a deep, simultaneous... Oh, are they illusions, then? I never said that. Next to the order is Flambe. What do you want to do? I hit the things, and I at least... I can normally punch yes. ghosts and souls and... Yes. Hit However, you are... don't know a single thing about these, these uh, frost wolves. So, until you do a check, I ain't telling you Jack. Flambe, what do you want to do? Uh, Flambe is going to, as an action, cast Scorching Ray at third level, targeting four different wolves. All right, which ones? Uh, the top ones or the bottom ones? Uh, I'll do the top ones first. Very well. Okay, give me a second. So that's a um uh, a twelve, a twenty-four, and two natural twenties. Dang, the two natural twenties hit. Okay, so I'll do those first. Um, double checking the spell. So that's a 15 on one and a 16 on the other. Uh, where are you aiming for, per se? Uh, I'd say probably like their chest area, like neck okay, so to like chest. Their, so like their face, neck to chest? Yes. Lower chest. Okay, saying. so you're specifically aiming for, like, their chest, like, where their heart would be. Yes. Okay, okay. And which two are you going for? Like, the two on the left, the two on the right, the two in the middle? What are we talking about? Um, I'd say these two would probably be, yeah, two in the, uh, the right, so the one closest to Cheech and then the one behind that. Okay, so that one there and the one here. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes. All right, so as you cast... And what is your damage? Uh, so it was a 15 and a 16. All right. So, uh, fire damage. Uh, how, uh, describe to me your attack. It's not a how do you want to do this. Just describe your attack to me, my friend. All right. Uh, Flambe, seeing this going on... At first, was gonna uh, allow the spell to slip out of his ring, but decided to uh, cast it uh, druidically instead, and kind of starts to pull the heat, uh, like 
that should be here into existence and then uh, creates three swirling uh, rays of fire shooting them out. Um, and as they miss his first two targets, um, he then kind of course corrects the last two as they're being thrown and uh, tries to have them go near where the hearts would be on these wolves. Very well. So you aim for the chest as the uh, the flames into their chest, blowing off. You notice that it has, in fact, simply crystallized the snow, turning their visage into an icy mouth of death. As the teeth now gone from snow to icicles as sharp as razors. It looks like it hasn't even taken a single lick of damage. Next in the order is... Oh, uh, I, I'd like to do something as a bonus action. Oh, shoot. Um, as a bonus action, I'd like to um, do from my uh, my Warlock ability for Eldritch Blast, but instead of doing fire, I'm going to have all of them do... Um, I'm going to have them do cold damage to see what happens. We're going to do cold damage on Frost Wolves. Okay. Because fire didn't seem to... <laughs> fire didn't seem to help. All right. Well, actually... Actually, no. I'm, I'm going to try something that I haven't used, but we did talk about. I'm going to try the poison damage. You're going to try to poison some snow. Sounds awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think bludgeoning damage is going to work when Tim just phased right through them. I mean... I'm not telling you that I can punch things, I mean... I mean, my claws are anti-magic, my hands can punch souls in all magic, and get over uh, non-magical defense and magical Guys, we defense. haven't investigated him yet. Y'all haven't yeah. done Jack. Still Flambe's turn to decide what he wants to do for his bonus action. Before one of these wolves decides to uh, open up an artery or two. That's not very healthy of them to do that themselves. I didn't say it was theirs. Well, As a bonus well, action, he's just going to activate his... Um, <laughs> he, he's going to activate his his blazing glory axe that he's still carrying around right now. Very well. As your bonus action, you do that to your other axe. Next in the order is one of the wolves. As you notice, it grows further in size. Jesus. Next in the order is Bramble. What do you want to do? Uh, can I, like, do a perception check on it and see what the fuck? You certainly can. Well, you can certainly try. Darn it. 
Okay, no, I'm not. I'm not doing. No, I'm gonna use a fortune cookie because I have enough. I'm gonna use a freaking fortune cookie. I'm You're like going to use a fortune cookie. Yes, because I got a three. All right. I don't know what it means to use a fortune cookie, so you're gonna have to talk me through this emotionally. To do a fortune cookie is literally, instead of rolling something, you open a fortune cookie. Whatever the fortune says, your aims are high and you are capable of much. <gasps> That's encouraging. What do you want to do? Uh, now I'm not so sure I want to perceive things, um, but I should. Um, so you want to perceive. Your aims are high as you look up into the growing wolf, and you are capable of perceiving much as you notice that it seems to draw snow from all around it, lessening the snow beneath it to make its figure bigger. You have used a fortune cookie. That's okay. I still have things I can do. Nope, that is your action. You only now have no, a bonus I... action or a free action yeah. or movement. Exactly, yeah. First of all, I'm going to stand up. Very well. And the DM um... just sneezed. So, <laughs> Bickle Jr.'s beard. For just exploded in a cloud of random feathers. Tell me that's not perfect timing. If that doesn't startle the shit out of these wolves. You know what? You've got a point there. Like, all of a sudden, ha-chow! And then it looks like a damn fucking explosion. I mean, I don't necessarily expect them to turn tail and run, but they're definitely at a disadvantage so, right now. So by going in order, not 20, 15, 14, 13, 9, 6, 4, this one pisses itself. <laughs> Which melts some However, of the snow. it comes out as a clear liquid instead of yellow. And you notice that it doesn't actually uh, make a stain, it just freezes. You now have advantage on your next tax against the bottom four. <clears throat> so next in the order is Bramble. Um, Bramble is almost done. Um, I was wondering if I can use a scroll as like a, like from my, uh, what like kind of scroll phone. and what for? Uh, the scroll of the spell. Uh, very well. You can certainly try. Uh, what are you aiming it at? Uh, I'm going to aim it at this wolf right here just to see what happens. All right. So as you whoosh, throw a spell, a scroll of dispel at it, nothing happens as the uh, the spell scroll does not even budge from your fingers. It does nothing. Uh, doesn't there is no smaller? spell to dispel. Can't activate a spell to dispel something when there's nothing to dispel. 
So when I fortune cookied really hard to figure out what they got, these guys are, did I learn anything? You learned that they are literally made of snow. Okay. Did the children know they were going to come to life one day? Are they wearing well, little hats? I'm going to kill you all. In game. <laughs> of course. At least you're going to try. I mean, you know, it's fun. <laughs> all right, so. As you, uh, <laughs> as you attempt to dispel, and the dispel does nothing, then next in the order, within 17, is another one of the wolves. It is also going to grow in size by one. Next in the order is a yeah. third wolf. It, yes? I just thought of two very stupid ideas. Save them for your turn, dear friend. Next in the order is Mad Maven. What do you want to do? Oh, my God. He's actually a rabbit friend, not a deer. I fucking hate the snow. Jesus. Did you just... Someone just sucker punched the DM. Stop me doing another counter. Wouldn't be. <laughs> Most likely. Oh my god. Alright. So, Matt Maven, what do you want to do? Jeez. I don't know, guys. Um, fucking combat snow. And global warming? I mean, that's not exactly feasible right here, but. Well. Got some ideas, but both of them are stupid. Something. You know, commit a crime. <laughs> you guys usually Look, consider it to be a crime, it usually ends up being a, like a war crime. I mean. <laughs> You're not wrong. One of them makes more I mean, sense, but one of them's more funny. Just remember, Canada contributed quite a bit to the Geneva Convention creation. That's the fun part. Damn, I saw that. What the fuck? What, what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Mm. Don't, worry. don't worry. Don't oh. worry. Don't worry. It's for later. Damn. They have the problem, you see. Pour après, mes amis. So, I'll speak the back. Glad Maven. Yeah. <clears throat> Still waiting on your turn, friend. Yeah. Um, you could do a check, like an investigation, history, arcana, oh, medicine, intelligence. Oh. Hell, you could give arcana someone. Arcana might tell you how to break it. No, I want to do an arcana check. I just realized I have plus seven on that. Ooh. Uh, uh, 15. Ah. 
So, I'm gonna send you a private message. Oh, I feel so I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> you mean the peanut gallery? <laughs> yeah. You like me, you really like me. That sounds like something straight out of a horror film. You're welcome. Um, All right, Matt Damon, I've sent you a, a um, private message explaining yes. what you have found. Okay. However, you now only have a free action and movement left to your turn. You can yell. Do I want to? That's up to you. Um, I would. Hang on a second here. So I'm pretty close to wolf number five here. That's and I'm going to use my reaction. Hang on a second here. Gosh darn it. <clears throat> no, what do I have left? Reaction? Movement. You have a free action and you have your movement. Um, so I would like to use a free action to use my crossbow, take it aim at this guy, but not at the body itself, but at like right behind it. Very well. I know what you're doing. So you aim the crossbow low. Roll for attack. Uh, 19 for attack, or nine, 19 to hit. 19 hits. Roll for and damage. And 9 for damage. So. Can I also use my sneak attack? Uh, since, they since ambushed you. How can you sneak attack? You said we had disadvantage on the next attack for those bottom four. Because they got startled by Bickle's sneeze. No, no. They had disadvantage. Right. Which, mean, Which means... They're still aware of you. Wouldn't she have advantage on the hit? Because I'm in melee? But she says she wants to sneak attack. How can you sneak attack something that ambushed you and hunts you? Well, here's the thing. If someone else is in melee with a creature, that creature is causing them to be uh, distracted, which gives an energy on people who try to take an attack at range. However, technically none of you have hit the creature yet except Mad Maven. I was in swinging distance, though. I don't need advantage on the attack roll if either enemy of the target... If another enemy of the target is within five feet of it. And I Mad don't Mad. have disadvantage on the attack roll. So, because I'm five feet within. Bonus. 
Or right. You can take advantage of its momentary distractedness. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yep. So, so for sneak attack for Maven at level 10, it's an extra 5d6. Yep. All right. So I got 23. For a total of? Uh, what was the first one? I think one? it was 32, because your first one was 9. Yeah, 9 plus 23. Yep. All right. So with a 32, you managed to uh, pierce into the shadow of the creature as the wolf itself immediately shrinks down in size and covers the shadow, growling, while you see what looks like the shadow almost bleeding out ink on the snow. I, I hope it's okay. Yeah, I'm, uh... <clears throat> yeah, you, it's... It, am I able to use the remainder of my turn to tell everybody what why I did that? Just to clarify? You do have a free action, yes. Yeah. So guys, well, don't don't aim for the wolf itself. That, for what you see, that's just snow. It's in the shadows. The creature's in the shadows. Aim for the shadows. Uh, uh, can do. I, I was just going to shovel the snow away. Nope, don't bother. As you say, aim for the shadows. All of the wolves look suddenly very nervous. As they should. I don't think they were expecting us to catch on so quick. No, they weren't. And does that does that end my turn? Uh, you still have movement. Um, if you choose to do so. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right. So next in the order is Pickle Jr. He is going to look over and say, well, that doesn't do me any good. How do you insult a shadow? And I'm going to have to bring up his... I, I, I don't know. It, it, it seems like a, a, a kind of a dim idea. Uh, uh. Can I give you disadvantage? In life? <laughs> yeah, I'm already at a disadvantage in life, dude. This is where I come to pretend. <laughs> This is where we come to pretend that we get a full night's sleep and that we have gainful employment. Yes. Uh, and that we can run. And healthcare. Yes. Oh, God. I have healthcare, technically. What's Alleged. the point of having healthcare if the doctors are all not well trained and overworked? You could just get a potion and you'd be done with it? Yeah, that'd be good. 
All right. So, Bickle Jr., he's going to um... Ha. <laughs> I think the dim idea of a kind of catapults. <laughs> Actually, no. Thunder wave. Pick up the snow and the shadows. So what he's going to do is 6d8 damage on a failed saving throw. And half as many on a successful one. So all four of them... Twenty, seven, five, and three. Only one of them manages to save. So sixty-eight. Sixty-eight damage? Yes. So twenty-two damage and eleven for only one of them. Note it. All right, so next in the order after Bickle Jr. is three of the wolves. Three? They are... <laughs> they know that we know to aim for the shadows, and they've already been... They painting. do. Uh, what they're going they to do know. is one of them is going to try to attack Yanta. Uh, that is going to be a d20. 12 does not hit. The other one is going to try to attack Tim Hopper. Natural 20. Uh, so, Tim Hopper, what it's going to do is it's going to reach over and do 2d8 piercing damage by biting into you with its literal ice fangs, giving you 3 piercing damage. Uh, bad boy. Oh god, I just realized we have Flambe who prays to mommy and pit now Tim Hopper who says bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a kid. He was just following the wolf, he was a bad dream. boy. Yeah. And... Holding it like a, like a dog. Yeah, okay. Okay, you guys are the difference between forgive me, father, I have sinned, and sorry, daddy, I've been naughty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next in the order is Cheech. What do you want to do? Have, have I heard you yet? First. <laughs> oh, good fucking good question, question, buddy. For that one, I'm going to get you to do one of two things, either an investigation check or a survival check. Or sorry, perception or survival. Roll it up. Dang. Nice one. You can tell without a doubt, this one here, wolf number one, is in fact leader of the pack. 
And the one that was was, uh, just shrunk down by the hit was the runt. Uh, 50 feet? Yep. I mean, that's... How's that snake staff coming along? You think it'll survive the cold? Hmm. it have movement speed? Technically, you can move any movement that you want and then get within the spell's range. I mean, it's about 50 feet away from you. As long as your movement feet is more than 25 feet, you're, you know, most of the way there. Because most spells, I believe, are 30 foot range. Most. And how much movement speed do you have? No, no, I feel like I appreciate it's 25. this actually. That you take it seriously enough to remember these little details are also important. Just like how uh, Tim Hopper remembers all those little tiny things that piss me off. <laughs> You're a small character, so it should be 25. Yeah. Oh, the classics. Oh, fireball. Fourteen hits as you aim for the shadow, letting off a fireball. Roll for damage. Ooh. Holy Jesus. Alright. Anyone do this? Uh, just for the record, you you have a range of 150 feet, so you can pick within that, and anything within a 20 foot sphere you can get. Ah, thank you, friend. However, it is Cheech's turn to tell me how he wants to kill said ice wolf or frost wolf. Right. Just burn it to a crisp. As you send a towards the shadow, you hear it. As the shadow burns to a crisp, you notice it is exceptionally weak against fire. (laughs) I'm going to give you a point of inspiration for that one. (laughs) All right. Next in the order is Wolf number eight, who is going to try to take a bite at Yanta. Six does not hit as it bites into her leather armor and barely even makes a cut. 
Next on the order is Tim Hopper. What do you want to do? Uh, DM, first I'm going to activate Sentinel. Very well. So I'm going to make a strike on there. Now no one to hit for the shadow. Non-lethal. That being said... Okay. So for my reactionary strike, it will be... Plus 18. So 25 to hit. And All that right, would we'll be... Damage. 3, 10, plus 12. Uh, 25 points of uh, monk poking him to be unconscious. Go to sleep. 25 points of monk poke. <laughs> huh? The tips of my claws are anti-magic, by the way, just in case that uh, comes up. Okay. Alright, uh, now, for my turn, I'm going to take four strikes at the shadows, and I have the movement speed to move to all of them if I need to. Four, the 20, each of them get plus 18, so the lowest would be 22. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was waiting for you to uh, tell me what the damage was. All right. Uh, so, with that, all of them non-lethal, you... and they're going to be stunning strikes. Though, on all four, on four of the wolves, all of them need to make a Constitution saving throw. Oh no! I already rolled those. And uh, as this happens, by the way, you notice two things. One, the wolves suddenly stand still as you hear the sound of the eight-legged footprints coming again. Uh, you hear... Guys? Snow is usually pretty quiet. What right. the fuck is headed our way? I pick everyone up and I uh, go go to start stealthing. As you notice, it's too late. As a spider bear, an eight-legged abomination of a bear, carrying an old, decrepit-looking, frozen corpse on it, with spindly arms, elongated fingers, white hair, and it looks at you. You see a child's skull, bleached white, and aged over decades, hangs from her hip. Lovely. She looks at you, gestures to the wolves as they all go running to her simultaneously. And she says, 
My pretties, have they been bothering you? Um, a little, yes. Blizzard came to you. As she immediately screams, and the blizzard picks back up with twice the force. Everyone now gets to make a constitution saving throw against the cold. I have resistance to cold, plus I drink a cold resistance potion. Whatever. Very well. Um, Bickle is shivering pretty decent. Marigold is shivering hard. Uh, 21 for Flambe. Uh, you are nice and toasty. Uh, 21 for Maven. Uh, Matt Maven, Ooh. being right next to Flambe, you are also nice and toasty. 22. Uh, like I was uh, saying. Tim Hopper, also bathing in the heat. That is Flambe. Toasty be thee. I'm a, I'm a fluffy wet bunny. <laughs> I was to... Alright, so you are also toasty, given your proximity to Flambe. Yanta <laughs> and Nickel slowly go, go up to you, holding their outstretched arms. You hear Yanta say, I'll give you a gold right now if you warm up. Oh, uh, Flambe is like, he's not in an active rage, but he is like very pissed off right now and oh. isn't really able to control his temperature. So you're smoldering. You could say that. <laughs> As everyone crowds around the very warm flambe, and you see Miracle looks at uh, looks at flambe and goes, "Well, if everyone else is getting warm, and then she just sits on your head, like on your shoulders, kind of thing, and says, "Oh, just I'm warming up your dinner. Don't worry." <laughs> That calms him down enough to allow him to actually control it to where it's just hot enough to actually make them warm and not burn them. And not Bad burn Marvin, his dinner. Are you okay? <laughs> just don't burn your dinner. Uh, and it also clears his mind enough, even though with all the uh, comments... Uh, what can to attempt to cast a spell if the DM allows it. I'm listening. I would like to try to cast Paul Lightning. Nothing's hotter than Lightning. Uh, at least it's not Eldritch Blast. All right. So with call lightning, um, they basically get to make a saving throw, a deck saving throw. Yep. And they're being held by something right now. Uh, okay. Well, you can certainly try. 
So go ahead and roll an attack roll for that. So it's going to be a ranged magic attack roll. Okay. What? Wouldn't it be a, a dex save throw, but you'd be restrained, so you'd automatically fail? She's not restrained. She's sitting on a bear. I thought she was in the mouth of the bear. She's riding it. You think Tim is fast enough to shovel all the snow away? Uh, 18. Mm -hmm. All right. So... As you cast lightning towards her, she holds a gray staff, a length of gray wood that is a focus of her inner power, holds up to the lightning, harnesses it, and acquires it into her spell slots hey, in the DM. staff. Yes. yes. Can I do something as a response? Maybe. I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Fly out and uh, get my hands on the staff and dig my anti magic uh, claws into the staff and shatter it. Throw myself at it. I don't like magic. Okay. So. Um, out of curiosity, yeah, <laughs> nothing good usually ever happens after that. After that, is <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I am a monk, <laughs> and I don't like magic usually, though, so. and I've Developed anti-magic weaponry for this. <laughs> Tim oh, Hopper no. is a monk. I'm not a very patient you might monk. Be a monk. monk. You want to play people away with a monk? <laughs> However, as you go to attack her. Make a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage. Ouch. As she casts a forbidden domination spell on you. Um, just for the record, I do have diamond souls, so wouldn't I be resilient? Even forbidden, I'd still be pretty hard. But is your body? This is a concentration spell that is designed to hijack your body from your control. Ah. Fun. In that case, yeah. I can... It's, you're, okay, 
according to the spell, it it severs the link between your mind and your body, giving someone else control over your function. That is a form of restraint. Yeah. It is not. What they're doing is they're severing your literal mind, like your thoughts, from your body, using psionic damage. I feel like I'd be trained enough and also have the stillness of mind ability, too. Charmed and frightened don't work. <clears throat> this is not charm or frightened. This is psychic damage. It's psionics. In other words, body severing the connection between your mind and your muscles. Uh, but <laughs> I just just for the record, uh, DM. Yes. Um, I am of the uh, <laughs> ultimate mercy uh, path. Remember, I do astral projections. I'm used to having my mind and body separate, and I can still function. Okay, so for this instance, you know what's going to happen then? Is she simply going to kick you out of your own body, and you cannot regain control of it? Your, dis your advantage and her disadvantage cancel out, so you would simply roll a saving throw. Alright. 1d20. And it was constitution, yep. you said? All right. No, sorry. Um, I gotta double check that if it was Constitution. Twenty three. Black Well, it doesn't matter then. So as she tries to sever the connection between your mind and body to take over your body, she finds an unnatural resilience in this little bunny, and she uh, she walks over to you, strokes your face with a long dead and rotting finger and says, Aren't you an interesting morsel? Um, that staff looks mean. Smash! As you attempt to reach out and grab it, it poofs out of existence in one hand and poofs into the other. Naughty, naughty! As she then... Well, whirls to the winds and increases the blizzard more, covering you all now in harsh, pelting snow. Everyone make a constitution saving throw against the weather who has not made a preventative measure. Oh. I have had protective measures. All right. Uh, I'm going to, instead of canceling the magic in the staff, I poke her, considering undead. I wonder what happens if I cancel the magic on her. She's not undead. She's a hag. But still, must feel weird not having magic. Uh, Tim? Their kind of magic is completely different from what your kind of magic is. Their magic is old, ancient, and forbidden. Still magic, and it's still anti-magic. <laughs> We shall see. Uh, DM? Yes? Along those lines, could I attempt casting Dispel Magic? 
<laughs> if I can break can legendary magical artifacts with these claws, I can... Can I make a athletic throw to try and get to the staff before she switches hands again? No, in fact, she has it switched back and forth, as if she's just teasing you. Oh, it's over here. Oh, look, it's over there. No, oh, it's back. Oh, you just missed it. And she's literally teasing you, saying, this is bound to me. It will never touch another's skin. And as you see her say the word skin, you notice the leathery skin wrapped around the wooden staff. It's clearly human. You. You're just fucking nuts, man. See, uh, she looks at you. Thank you. It wasn't a compliment, sweetheart. All right, Flambe's had enough of this hag. Well, uh, well she's gonna toying with me. Well, it's also that pets the wolf and says. So here's the deal. I keep the little girl, and you live. Barely. Uh, um, what if I traded you a soul? Very interested. I pop up a jar of a soul. Um, uh, uh. As you pull out the soul, she simply looks on, uninterested, and bored. Hey, DM, can, can I... Am I able to take a swing at her? No one said you couldn't. Okay. Um, I'm gonna try and stab her. Real quick. Real quick. Uh, as... Um, Flambe's gonna... Uh, try and distract the hag by saying, how about a counteroffer? I'm listening. Uh, roll for attack if you want to try to stab her. Yeah, I'm just trying to find... Uh, can, uh, can, can they get advantage because I'm distracting them? That depends on how good you do at distracting her, so you're gonna need to roll for that. Sorry, All I'm right. trying to, like, remember how to strike with it. I'm a little stupid right now. Uh, so, how about we get the girl, and you die? <laughs> she looks at you, turns her head, and says, I've been dead for over a thousand years, and wangles a necrotic finger at you. Seriously, you keep on jumping back forth between being dead and not dead. Uh, so I thought they were witches. I passed through that veil as easy as you breathed, Tim Hopper. Uh, so, an 18 for distraction. Why is this burning person so bright? I, I, I'm having a hard time seeing I'm gonna re-roll it using my inspiration because, like, I'm not 
No, that was a nine. That was that was no good. A fifteen. Yeah. Do I hit her? Fifteen does not hit. Man, this would be a great time to have Mog here. <laughs> that was so, a great time. Uh, as Bramble, what did you want to do for your attack, Bramble? Uh, they're just swinging with a little dagger from behind Flambe, because, like, Flambe's in front of them. Well, kind of. They're off to the side, so they're just kind of swinging in with a little dagger. Yeah. Well, that's going on. You know how uh, Tim has been going for the staff? Uh, right. Suddenly, he's going to duck right and shove a, a potion down the witch's mouth. As you attempt to do that, she immediately dissolves into a pile of snow. Can't you let me roll to see if I can do it? She has snow stride. She, or ice walk. She can literally glide through snow and ice as if it were air. As you attempt to... Even Can't I closer, at least roll the try? <laughs> Hold on. So as you get close to her, you roll. So go ahead and roll. As she immediately appears behind you, holding Glavilla in her decrepit hand and says, Do you really want to hurt me now? And that is where we are going to end tonight's game. 29. Yes, as the hag... I'm a killer! The child, yes. So, to all the listeners out there, the people of Primus Sharp Edge Dice, the Real Fresh Channel, Fey Earth, Dungeon Calling, Adventures Anonymous, all those people, thanks for listening. And uh, I guess we're going to have to see what this uh, this hag does next time, won't we? Not everybody. Oh, this is a Nutshell Studios production. I am Lexus, and I am playing Bridget, aka Ida Mikado. I am Vic. I will be playing... Adrian Makata. Charlie, I'm playing Scatty Makata. And I'm your DM, Joe. Welcome to Campaign 1, Bards of the Feather. What the fuck is that thing? And he points at like one of those little babies that are blowing fire. You guys are burning a lot of calories. I'll go ahead and make some cold meat sandwiches. Meanwhile, Adrian's back here. <laughs> I believe in you! I feel like I would have turned around within the time that I was in there. And I would. I, I'm not just gonna jump in and be like, "Huh? Just a wall in here. These bad guys is gonna get it." <laughs> Doing good, kids. Love you, pride and joy type thing. Dita's just like, ugh, right into it. Don't make him do threats to me, boy. I've raised sociopaths, is what I've done. <laughs> Make sure that your entire family is murdered tonight. Oh, fucking Christ. Scatty's a fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> no!
And you, hey, buddy, you shot the, the fuck yeah. We'll see you next time, guys. <laughs> <laughs>